Hi, I'm Nick. Hi, I'm Thomas. And this is the Unbossing Podcast. A show about unleashing the full potential of every organization. Hi, Ang. Ang, when we see your story in front of us, we see quite some surprising and I would even say sensational elements. Ang, you are leading an engineering company of 70 people and you clearly lead this company aligned by culture and purpose. Now I have seen, I have to say, I have seen many, many CEOs of engineering companies in my life, uh, but two things I have never seen. I have never seen a female CEO of an engineering company, and I very sure have never seen a CEO of an engineering company talking to me about purpose and culture. Already that makes you a sensation. And that brings me to my first question, Ang. When you started on this journey, towards a company which is led by purpose and culture. How was the echo? How was the uh, immediate reaction of your people? Were they all embracing it? Said, yes, Ang, finally, that's where we wanted to go anyway. Or were there a lot of reactions also where I say, come on, Ang, we are an engineering company. Uh, can you please stop that talk? And can we get back into normal again? How was that, Ang? Oh, my God. Thomas, you make me smile. <laughs> I love I, I love this question. And, um, yeah, I smile because, uh, for me, the word sensation, for me, it doesn't feel like sensational. I, I, when you're in the midst of things, and I can imagine that you also can speak from that perspective, yeah. It doesn't feel like that at all, and uh, especially in 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 leading a company, it's it's also the hard work, the rumble, the the difficult conversations, the the um, yeah, the long road to a uh, a goal far ahead. It's it's building something for the long run. So, but but thank you for um, framing me like that because I think that you you do um, you do talk about things. It's about femininity, um, female leadership. Um, so I, I really want to address that, and also um, yeah, leading a purpose-led company. So yeah, for me. There isn't any achievement yet, so that's where I feel like yeah, to the to the sensational part of it. Is it really an achievement, or am I still on the road to somewhere? It's an ongoing process that started from day one, but there wasn't a certain moment where where I, yeah, had this big plan, um, explained it to everybody, and um, where we started on it. So it's. It started to grow, and I think it really started 
yeah, it's in my DNA from the start to, to build a, a people-centric, human-centric and value-driven company. So, but of course, in the beginning, we were a small company. So the, the realization also grows from there. Um, and yeah, there were, were a lot of roadblocks on the way to that. But I think that's when we talk about that, we also have to talk about the bigger um, uh, context and that society, the society we live in, the norms that we have. And, and for me, they, they, they all, uh, yeah, they all come together. But how was it possible to, to instill this? For me, um, we are all human beings, not human doings. So inviting people um, in their whole self to the company was something we intended, intended from the beginning. Um, and that's where it all starts. For me, people are the entrance door. And if you see it like that, it's just a conversational thing. It's going into contact with another human being and, and starting from there, um, working towards a shared goal and talking about who you are, who I am, where we are going together. And that's that's the purpose you're talking to, uh, you're talking about. But a purpose-led company is also about working on something that is bigger than ourselves. And that is, yeah, in the old economic ideas, it's it's not yet um most companies are not talking about purpose yet. It's still it's still uh, uh, something in the margin, but it's starting to get bigger and bigger. And also that working on some um, goals that are beyond our economic goals is something that we did from the beginning. Because for me, it's all about creating yeah entre entrepreneurship and and. Um, Leadership is about creating something and I want to add something to the world. So it's really my own personal um, purpose that is also in the DNA of, of the company purpose. And for me, it's about um, making the world a better place for my children to live in, even before I had children, because it's about empathy, uh, intergener intergenerational empathy, if you want to call it, um, to, to add something that's valuable. And it's really um, yeah, supporting a bigger goal and something for 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 society. But yeah, I, I like I like that very much with this motivation to leave to our children a better world than the world which we mm -hmm. have entered uh, when we were kids. Are you also taking this into account in concrete projects, or when you think about what are we doing for this or that customer? Um, mm -hmm. Does it make the world a better place or uh, is it just there to save a customer money or is it just there to make us some money in order that, that our margin goes up? And so in other words, Thomas, how does Ank use this as a benchmark uh, for decision-making in the company? Uh, because yeah. that a lot of our listeners and leaders that we support, they, they ask us, okay, we have this nice slogan on the wall, the purpose in nice words, but how do you make the translation so that everybody in the company reflects that what they're doing 
whether it uh, is contributing or not to the to that to that purpose to that higher goal. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah, that's a difficult question, but, but and that's also what I what I called uh, what I was talking about in achievement because is everybody in Amsterdam really um, purpose driven and uh, aligned to that evolutive goal and that's purpose thinking? I don't know, and I don't think so, and 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 that's also okay. But for me, as a CEO and Absalem, in our goal setting, in our strategic goals, I want to add that. So um, where does it where does it start? You can go inwards, and that's into the company, into the organization, into the structure, into the conversations, into the into the people, um, and in to um, culture, huh? if, if, if that's also a thing, that a tangible thing, and it's going outwards with, with adding something to, to society or, or to bigger goals. Um, so yes, we, we, um, we, we had some projects about giving back, but for me, it all starts on, on um, changing. You know, it, it doesn't start. I, I think it's, it's, it's one thing, and you can address it through several. Yeah. How I take in your answer uh, or your response, Anke, is that basically you say, I try to be a role model, uh, as in, in every conversation, in every decision, in every goal I set, I, I, I bring in the perspective of purpose. And in such a way, I hope other people in the company um, are inspired by that role model, and they 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 try to adapt it in and, and make it their own uh, in some kind of way. Yeah, I, I bring in the the concept of of human centricity in every mm-hmm. com- conversation because in our company we we work together, and every company is is I think it's all about people. So um, yeah, it's it's not bringing in purpose. Um, it's more about bringing the value of the you and the I and the strong us. Um, yeah, there's a, a great book written by a Dutch guy, Paul van Schaik. He uh, helped uh, the, the Dutch uh, railway uh, organization uh, transform. He'll, he'll come on a podcast, Thomas, uh, in, uh, in a couple of weeks. And he has a great book called We is More Important Than Why. So... Us mm. is more important than why, let's say. Um, I do have a, another follow-up question, Ang. Um, you triggered me because I often use the words human doing and human being. Ah. And um, you, you talk about human centricity. That's what you bring in the organization. Mm-hmm. And my question is, and it's a question that we get all the time, is how far do you go in terms of bringing your whole self Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what is for you the the? Is there a border? Is there is there an area where you say, okay, um, here here it stops, or does it go all the way um, in terms of people bringing themselves and so also their their fears, insecurities, maybe even trauma. So so how how do you how far do you go? Yeah, we go all the way, of course. If if you want to say. <laughs> Bring your whole self. You can not start to um, to to make boundaries and to say um, that excludes this and that. But um, I like to um, build that in structurally. So, as you know, we are um, 
we are working with, or maybe you don't know, but we are working with principles of S3, sociocracy 3.0. And um, we are still a company, so that means that we are working towards shared goals. So uh, we work with organizational drivers. So you can, we invite people to, to bring their emotions, to bring their needs, and to, to bring them um, in a sense of, of, of a request. And in a group, that means that, that we like to work with drivers. So we invite people to, to, um, to formulate it um, like uh, what, what do they need and what is the impact, the positive impact that they want to reach. And if that is something that the team want, the, the team wants to reach, then then we can work on that um, together. And then that makes it an organizational organizational driver or an organizational request. So there is still that 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 goal we we want to work efficiently together. But that doesn't exclude one thing because it all starts with feeling. And if you don't if you don't ex- if you exclude the feeling, you also take out the compass because our feelings are such a good way of, of seeing what's going on, working with the emergent. It's, it's a huge amount of data. It's yeah. an intelligence that we need to use. And, and that's the human intelligence that, 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 that I want to invite also structurally. So that means that, that, that we um, try to invite people to um, do self-reflection that we support that process, um, but it also, that new way of thinking, and now I'm trying to go to where your, your question went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it brings into the open or it brings on the table table a lot of things that were previously also there, but not named. Um, so I, I really believe that, that that before also these these dynamics, they, they are steering people and companies they have always done um so the old economic thinking of yeah it all has to be rational and linear and all all that kind of uh thinking is was illusion was an illusion so if we include the emotion yeah it brings also a lot of messiness um a lot of new responsibilities to companies a lot of new responsibilities for people managers um for for colleagues also to to be able to receive um, others as well. So it needs a whole new skill set um, that hasn't been um, teached. Um, we are not raised like that. So that's what I mean when I'm talking mm-hmm. about societal norms. Um, it hasn't been uh, teached in schools. It hasn't been teached in, in, in university. Um, so um, it also means a lot of new work. Eh? That's what I mean with the responsibilities. Mm-hmm. But the opportunities, and that's my hope and my belief, and that's why I, I, I think, yeah, are we ever there, are also gigantic because that's where, and we have, yeah, there has been so much research over the last years that that's where the heart of creativity, innovation, um, yeah, um, transformation is. So if we want to invite that, then we mm-hmm. have to invite the other things as well, and then we have to find ways to work with it. And 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 I'm on my way. And and especially this week, it has been a 
um, a week of vulnerability also in that process because of course there are hard conversations and and I experienced it this week and but if you allow them if you accept them if you can really be in the conversation um, don't think don't take things too personal really listen and and stay connected to each other in the conversation, then, then, um, yeah, then you really feel the energy flowing again. So it's literally, mm-hmm. yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. And you are talking about internal conversations inside the company. Mm-hmm. What do you mean like, by that, Thomas? I mean, you don't talk about hard conversations with customers now at this moment or hard conversations with uh, suppliers or business partners, you talk about these tough conversations internally, inside the company. Yeah, it doesn't exclude the the external conversations because it's very clear that for us it's important. So we, yeah, we talk about it, Um, but we try to talk about it inspirationally. Or, yeah, there sometimes there are boundaries, for example, working with... um, a company where a consultant of us um, is working that doesn't respect, um, yeah, like a sane um, or healthy workplace. Yeah. That's a company that we don't want to work for. So that uh-huh. are the decisions that we 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 make. Um, but what we have experienced, it we don't. Yeah, we. We haven't experienced a lot of problems in that area because through conversation, um, yeah, mm. it's mm. always possible to find solutions. Mm. Um, and yeah, maybe we are, we are lucky. Uh, of course, there were some hiccups on the road and there were some exceptions, but in general, I think it's quite positive. And in the future, we would like to, um, in, 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 uh, about sustainability, talking about sustainability, I would like to take more responsibilities out, yeah. In the world. Inwards, so, outwards. Yeah. Um, so it's it's growing, it's expanding, but always step by step. And and there's a little organic growth in that also. Thank mm-hmm. you. you. You mentioned already a couple of times, like you have the feeling... Um, that you're not there yet, that you that you're still in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a famous famous quote and insight is also enjoy the process, and I, I mm-hmm. assume you're, you're you're doing that. Um, where do you get your? What have you experienced before that gives you that personal drive, that personal energy? Whenever the going gets tough, what's your What's your happy place, or or where do you go? Like, so okay, that I go back to that memory because that's why I'm I'm doing this. This is giving me the energy when the going gets tough. When the going gets tough, yeah, and yes, of course, I I am enjoying the process. But when the going gets tough, I really fall back to my personal purpose. Making a change is not easy. Transformation is tough. Growing is is tough in touch with a zonder wrijving, geen glans, without mm-hmm. friction, there cannot be mm-hmm. shine. Um, so it, it is also part of the process. And yeah, for me, I'm always taking things internally. Also, um, when it's tough, how can I grow? With, Self-reflection. 
yeah, self-reflection. How, how can I grow with this? What is it mm-hmm. challenging? Um, what is my learning process here? And um, yeah, for me, it's going inwards um, and also finding finding peace in the hardship mm-hmm. because it is a part of it. And um, and that is also okay. It's not okay if it's only the, the hard times, but yeah, accepting the, the difficult parts and not living to the illusion that, that we're going to and that's the engineering uh, way of seeing things or the old economic way of seeing things that if there's a problem, it means that it's not going well and that we have to adapt everything or if it's not okay, we are not there yet. No, uh, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is what we're working with. So for me, I find comfort in that, but to some people, it doesn't sound comforting. Uh, I've I've noticed. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. This is self-aware leadership, right, Thomas? I, 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 I fully agree. And, and I would also like to go back to my encounters in the past with other CEOs of engineering companies. These were all people who thought they have to know everything. Mm-hmm. In other words, every employee of their engineering companies could come to them in the middle of night and have a technical question mm-hmm. and have a detailed uh, topic which they want to discuss and they want to know now, do I go left, middle, mm-hmm. and right? And these CEOs, they saw their job as telling them exactly how to do it. Yeah. Now, when I see you talking about culture, when I see you talking about how deeply you care, how the interactions are inside the company, I imagine you are not that type of CEO who has mm-hmm. to know every little detail and who has to know to tell everybody exactly how to do the job. Am I right? Uh, yes, you are. If the way I see it, I, I lead from the not knowing. And that's the exact opposite. That's the exact opposite. Yeah. I like to question things. And and there is also the vulnerability that I want to share with everybody. Because, yeah, I started a company and and I was an entrepreneur. But I wasn't formed to be a good leader. For me, it's also, um, yeah, um, yeah, a road towards something it's discovering every day growing every day and and not ever being there so um and that's where i would like to come back to to your first question where purpose sustainability um agile human centric um feminine um all those terms, they come together and they are the new words, the hyped words. Or, But for me, it's about a new leadership. It's about a new way of thinking. Um, and it's about adding softness. It's not about going away from something. It's including also the good things from the old system, but adding another layer. And And, and yeah, for me, that's the... Yeah, the big search also, or the big purpose in in defining that, in creating um, and shaping a company, um, still trying to lead a company with economic um, vision, but but not letting growth be the only goal, for example. Um, 
Yeah. And and what interests me is Ang, were you able to employ and collect your team, which you have today, as you wish, and mm. in order to check are all these people on one line with you in terms of culture? Do all these people have um, this mindset? Or were you also meeting roadblocks or are you even meeting roadblocks today? Uh, mm -hmm. Bringing back to my, to my initial question, where people say, ah, no, no, that goes too far. Um, this is, no, uh, we should not be dreamers. Uh, uh, mm. uh, do you... Also, oh, is, yeah. it, is it kind of like a dream? You assembled that team. Everybody says, yes, that's it. Self-aware leadership. Uh, we are all mindful. And I bring my full emotions in. Or where there roadblocks, uh, people mm -hmm. who say, Anna, Ank, you know what? I, I'm not yet fully convinced. How mm -hmm. is that? Well, um, it's everything that you said. So all those misconceptions were there. And no, not everybody is, is the same um, because yeah, everybody joined us on another moment and from another place because we are all unique individuals. So it's never the same for everybody. And it's impossible to go um, find people who are yeah, where I am. And it's not my goal um, either. So we work with the people that we are. And that's that's really a, a, an eclectic um, combination of people who are really like-minded, people who are really um, um, yeah, self-aware, for example, um, and also people who who yeah are are on another yeah how to how to explain it don't have the same values or don't um, or have the same values, but but they are not leading them um, um, as passionate, for example. Are, are they are young and they are older everybody has this this difficult background so yes of course sometimes people call me a dreamer and yes i am i am a dreamer but i'm also <laughs> i'm also building something so i'm really determined and i'm not um impulsive so i'm taking it step by step and 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 as we grow i try to include people in this way of thinking because That is really the biggest challenge, I think, to if you want to build a culture like that, if you want to build a company like that, because it's not only about culture, it's just about yeah, yeah, making a company, doing stuff, uh, making money. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because yeah, that's the way we people talk all about it also. But People are, haven't learned those uh, those skills. Eh? We were I was talking about skills before. So um, how can how can we as a company take also re the responsibility in in yeah educating them? Because if we want to work like that, it takes a little bit of training. It takes mm -hmm. accountability. Um, mm -hmm. We we have to talk about the same stuff. So that's really the work. For me, um, that's um, yeah, taking the, take, the doing, taking people with us, and and for example, in in um, yeah, uh, talent uh, management, it's not only about um, yeah, finding the good engineering educations uh, formations. It's also about, um, for example, um, 
verbindende communicatie. Wat is het again? Non-violent communication. Het is over... Personal productivity, uh, mental yeah. physical health. So all these new But skills. Mindset. To, yeah. Mindset, all these new skills we need to master also. Yeah, yeah, and it's always doing it again. So it becomes part of the onboarding process. And then um, people who are more experienced with it, they onboard other people. And and we're still also in the in the growing up phase as a company. That's also what I meant by we, we haven't achieved yet. It's still working on it and, and always including everybody are restarting again because, like for example, last year uh, we have to... Um, we have met a lot of difficulties in organizing trainings, um, but we have onboarded a lot of new people. Um, mm-hmm. So how um, how do you, how do we grow, grow from here? I can see now um, very clearly that there is a mental toll um, weighing on our shoulders. That everybody is tired emotionally, mentally mm-hmm. from this this crisis that has been going on, um, the lack of social contact, the isolation, the the shatteredness of it all. So now it's working with that for me this year. I'm not going to to continue working like we were working on the past. That's working with what's what's happening, working with with the now, um, but still aligning to that goal Um, and working with the people that are around us here. That's contextual for me, situational. Um, yeah. Maybe. Actually, also, Nick, <laughs> just in order that, that we cherish that, Ang has given us the, another present of a fantastic sentence, leading from the not knowing. Mm. I repeat, leading from the not knowing. I, I hear it today for the first time And I love this sentence. How about you, Nick? Um, well, it, 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 it triggers me uh, in a very positive way because I know the art of not knowing uh, from a spiritual side and it's one of my main sources of inspiration. So I, that combined with human being and human doing, that are really, thank you. Uh, you, you're scoring points here with, <laughs> with, with me. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, in, in leadership and, and, and the professional context, a bit falling in love here. So, <laughs> oh, wow. um, so that resonates oh. very, very strongly, uh, with me. Um, oh, beautiful. Um, I, I, I had, I think we, we're heading up to the, the, the our famous last question, Thomas. But I had one more question for Ang. Um, Go I for just, it, Nick. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert. That's that's right. Uh, because uh, again, in the last couple of minutes, the fact that it's uh, that that you're on in the process and you haven't achieved it came up, and I have to give you a spoiler alert. We had a couple of uh, weeks ago. We had Paul van Oyen. CEO of Ethics Group on the podcast. It's an organization of 14,000 people who's been existing for many, many years. And a key word in that conversation, Thomas, and you still remember, was unfinished. And so mm-hmm. Paul is a, a geologist from background. And so he studies the evolution of Earth. And he says, if you look at it from that perspective, ne- nothing is ever finished. So mm-hmm. nothing is ever finished. It's always unfinished. And uh, uh, Yeah, I love that. I love that because that's what it's all about. It's never finished. 
And that's where the joy is. That's where <laughs> if you can accept that, then everything is okay. Okay, we, we still <laughs> we still working I'd love in, to, in, in to a never company, finish, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I'd, I'd love to never finish this conversation, but uh, okay, there's also a reality that we have to uh, at some point uh, round it up. And um, now, Thomas, I, I think this is uh, this is an, uh, the ideal moment uh, to ask your uh, your famous last question to Anki. All right, Nick, I asked it. So, Ank, imagine I'm the CEO of a very, very traditional engineering company. I listen to this podcast now. I have uh, 200 people uh, on my payroll. I'm uh, very much so far a command and control boss. My people come to me, ask me questions. I tell them how to do it. But now, Ank, you have convinced me. You have convinced me of this vision of a different culture, of a purpose-driven culture. And especially you have convinced me with the sentence, the culture or the CEO of the not knowing, leading, leading by not knowing, uh, which means not having the answer on every, on every detail. And now, Ank, I also want to introduce this culture in my company and i repeat i'm really convinced Ang. and now tell me what is from your point of view the biggest biggest mistake i could make to screw that up to not succeed despite my good intentions um, this is such a difficult question I would like to answer philosophically, but <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Maybe There's... that's not the answer that you're yeah, go, looking go for. Go ahead. No, there, there is space for that. No, here. no, no, no worries. But I, I don't believe in one big mistake that can ruin everything. Um, and I'm more like a towards thinking person, so um, I would love to ease you in a way that just starts. If you feel the calling, just start with it. And, and there are no biggest mistakes. There will be mistakes and just accept them as part of the system and, and try to learn from it and go on from there. But, but I on think the other hand, the we're end. talking about... You hit the nail. The biggest oh. mistake is when you feel the calling and you don't start, you don't act upon it. That, Act that upon could be it. one. Yeah. Oh, oh, thank you for re reflecting that. Yeah, it is. And acting is so important. And because I wanted to end with, but it is important to to do it, to start it. And there are the biggest mistake would also be to not see it from the human uh, centric point of view or not from a systemic um, long term thinking. Uh, point of view so yeah to, because if you want to start and if you want to make it concrete you're maybe not so much with a philosophical or, or uh, um, only a reflectional way of thinking so but the most important is to start yeah and that that's interesting thomas because again uh, uh, remember uh, the last words of paul uh, who said if you feel the calling if you truly believe there is no challenge you won't be able to tackle. You just have to 
believe in yourself and have the faith and uh, mm. I see uh, I see I see some similarity here and I love yeah, the, yeah, yeah. a great a great way to end the show is that if you feel the calling start act upon it mm-hmm. and uh, you will work your way yeah. through it don't be afraid don't, don't be, be scared yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so true Nick, Ang de Wilde. I think I can safely say that this is one of the most purpose-driven leaders we ever had so far on our podcast. And also a leader who says, I go for it. I go for that purpose and I take everything in it. I go for it for 100% with all the consequences left and right. I don't think short-term. I don't think profit and loss next quarter. I think long-term. It's impressive. What do you think? It's impressive and it's so inspirational. And um, yeah, I, I resonated very strongly with uh, with a lot of things she was saying. Um, I recognized myself a little bit in her. Um, ah, what a surprise, Nick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you feel it's 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 also in her DNA. It's not like she has a choice. She wouldn't be able to do it any other way, and any um, other credible way. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and that makes that makes her embodying that that makes her super authentic and and really embodying with all the pros and cons of what she stands for, and that's. Um, yeah, that's super powerful. Um, loved it. And uh, yeah. <laughs> you say powerful. And I say on top of that, a magnet. And a magnet not only for potential clients. No, a magnet also for potential team members, right? Yes, in a, in a, in a market where like in many other markets, there's really a war on talent. This might be the, the unique uh, selling point to attract the best of the best. Fully agree, Nick. And I think in the market of Absalom, there is indeed a war for talent. But what's interesting about um, creating a company like that is, is, is um, A, the vulnerability that she shows, like she's really leading from the not knowing. I love that ah, expression, we, leading from yes, the not knowing. Like same, same here. I'm an entrepreneur. I started because I wanted to create something, but now we're a couple of years in the journey and I don't know the answers to every new problem that arises. So she's so showing uh, very uh, a lot of vulnerability in that and, and I, I love that. And also, um, when we asked her, well, how far do you go in, in wholeness, in, in allowing people to bring um, themselves as, as a human being, she was like, well, there's really no alternative. It's either, it's either all in or it's all out. I mean, either you say you bring everything with you or you don't bring anything with you. Um, and, um, and that her learnings there is that on the one hand, 
uh, all research also shows this that 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 in bringing yourself and all your emotions to work and creating that safe psychological safe context lies the sweet spot for creativity lies the sweet spot for innovation but if you want to tap into that sweet spot you also need to accept the messiness that comes with it the messiness of all those you know emotional tensions that before were also there but let's say below the surface all of a sudden they come above the surface and as she explains this is this is a, this is an entire new responsibility an entire new skill uh to be able as a team and as an individual to to guard that space and to 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 keep that space for the, the those emotions to be there so wow oh yeah say nick love it are you saying now that in the past in a tayloristic model we were trying to filter out all these emotions we were trying to keep out uh, so many of these human elements saying guys this has no space here i only want your hands and i only want uh, a certain part of your brain all the other stuff you please keep out when you come in, in into the company right absolutely and you step into the office at nine o'clock not as the human being that you are but as the human resource manager or as the it yeah. developer and yeah. you 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 basically leave a large portion of your personality and character um at the at the entrance door of the building at the and then and pick and pick it up in the evening again yeah yeah and then you go home at five o'clock and ah oh, now i can be myself again <laughs> yeah. and, uh, okay Okay, um, so it, it's I, I I I get it, Nick, and I think it's a it's a nice it's a nice way of describing it. And so what you're saying is, uh, the message of Ang is bring it all in. Don't leave it at the entrance door. Don't have to leave it at the entrance door, like your dog at the supermarket. Bring it all in, right? Yep, yep, because. She experiences it, and research shows that that is the sweet spot for creativity and innovation. But know that when you start doing this in the beginning, it can become messy because it's an entirely new dimension that we mm. have never had before within the context of a professional organization. Yes. And that's and very threatening. It, yeah. For a yeah, lot of people, yeah. it's very threatening. Um, but um, it is the way forward. And then my last takeaway, uh, Thomas, is um, <laughs> so funny. We, when we asked her for the biggest mistake, she said like, but all mistakes have a reason, you know, every problem on the journey <laughs> is there for a reason, is, is there because I can learn something from it. Uh, but then we, we, we together came to the insight like, yeah, if you truly feel the calling to find an alternative and to create a company which is both effective and successful in traditional terms and also in terms of human centricity, in terms of purpose, in terms of sustainability, if you feel that calling inside you, the biggest mistake would be not to act upon that calling. And um, unfortunately, too many of us are still waiting for something to happen to before they can act upon that calling. And uh, the main message from Ank was, don't do that. If you feel the calling, start now. Wow. By the way, that is not only a message from Ank. That's also a message from Nick. And with that, Thomas, we wrap it up and we are again off to the next one. <laughs> 
Режиссер. 